Hello and welcome to the Hack Inc. Animation Podcast. This is Gareth Lyons just nipping in at the start here to kind of provide some context for the conversation that's about to happen. I interviewed transgender activist Eva Martin. Um, it was a very difficult conversation, um, not least because I don't have much knowledge of transgender stuff and it's an animation podcast and when you have to talk about these issues then you kind of I don't know you'll hear me squirm in any way but ultimately um, we kind of got into the rhythm and it was a really good conversation and I have to say I'm very proud of this podcast um, it was recorded two weeks ago so um, it's been burning a hole in the outtray um, I was going to release it last Friday but then I um, it was a case that uh, Jam offered a clarification which we'll get into later on and I felt I could change the context of our conversation enough that I should come in and do a little intro and furthermore I wanted the opportunity to message Aoife and ask her if she had any thoughts on this um she doesn't she doesn't want to listen back to her own voice she doesn't want to hear the podcast <laughs> she's like um I hope people enjoy it I don't have anything further to say this is um you know whatever it is what it is so people have also said to me, all right, so now that you know that uh, Jam's clarification, the boycott's still on? It's like, of course it's fucking still on. Like, there's no, nothing has been said that has changed the information that was said at the start of that, you know? Um, so here we go. Jam Media would like to clarify our position around our latest production, Tiara Jones. Tiara Jones was originally conceived by Helen and Graham Linehan over seven years ago. Jam subsequently optioned the series three years ago to obtain full rights. Now, to me, to imply, oh, we got it seven years ago. It's actually before the whole controversy started. And then it's like, but then they picked it up three years ago. At any point in that, by the way, he has been a trans, he's been aggressive and awful online um, and, you know, fucking a, an advocate against trans rights for longer than three years. Okay. So at any point before they obtained the series, full, the full rights for the series, they could have walked away from that project. Okay. But they didn't. All right. Gremlin had ceased working on the project at that, at that time and has not been involved in any capacity since. During this time, Jam has collaborated with a team of talented children's writers and artists to redevelop the series for a younger audience and make it our own. So he has ceased working on the project at that point in time. So three years ago. And then the article was released. Okay. So there's some people who have said like, oh, they're probably held in place by NDAs and they couldn't do this. They couldn't say anything. And you're like, why couldn't they say anything? If they had the rights to the project, if that was it, like, why couldn't they say anything? And like, you know, a keen observer would be, well, because he might pull the project. Well, then if he could pull the project, then he's still fucking involved. And also that's the decision that you make, okay? If the, the, the show is going to get canned, okay, is it worth it on those grounds, those moral grounds? And to be honest, as we say later on, if we were any other letter in that LGBTQ, it would have been a no-brainer. It wouldn't even have fucking happened, do you know? Um... So anyhow, and redevelop it to make it our own. So what the fuck does that mean? Like how much different is it from the original pitch? You know, like, and is his name still going to be attached in the credits? These are all questions that haven't been answered. And also this is all information that we already fucking know from the kid screen article. Okay. So people were kind of language, police in my language on it a little bit saying like, look, you're saying they're working with them, but they're not working with them. They're just working with an IP that they obtain. Look at the, f stop what you, look at what you're saying. Okay. Like that's, that doesn't, that's not different. That's the same thing. Okay. Jam Media and Animation Dingle have been subject of false claims and untrue comments with respect to our links with Graham Linhan and in particular a view on transgender rights. First of all, false claims and untrue comments, not false, not untrue um because you did that you worked with that person doesn't matter if you get caught that's whatever okay um and in particular a view on transgender rights i never accused jam media of being turfs i call them turf complicit okay which is true okay the fact is if you see this thing happening you're working with these people or you're using an idea that this person generated given the context you know then you are admitting that you are okay with this or it doesn't bother you or it's not that big a deal, do you know? Okay, that's complicit. And that's that's also not being a good ally and it's not 
helping the community as they go on to say here jam is an ardent supporter of the lgbtq community where where are we seeing that we believe in tolerance equality inclusivity empathy and an individual yeah whatever this is all just fucking hokum for the uh, advertising we demonstrate this in our lives no you don't because you actually work with this man within the company do you across our productions and through the animation dingle festival okay to be seen you know what i mean and so then the other thing that happened in the comments underneath this, people have rightfully pointed out, like, where was this a few months ago? Why haven't you said this? As we say in the podcast, because it happened that week, Blind Boy was due to do a podcast there and then pulled out once he discovered their connection with these people. Now they come out with this statement, just out of nowhere, you know, as a lead up to the festival, you know, and it only came apparent to them to do it when it affected their bottom line and that's why they put out this statement and the statement doesn't even clarify anything it just repeats exactly what was already said in the articles um and just kind of makes it out how dare you say what we've done back to us it's like okay and so then the other thing that happens is a breakdown in the comments and um you know i don't want to drag any more names into it but basically someone related to uh helen linehan got in the mix and kind of was saying like look Helen's views are not Graham's views. This is her show, okay? To which I say, look up her IMDb. See what credits she's got, okay? She doesn't have enough to pull down a fucking show made with the BBC by her name alone. Who the fuck is who the fuck is this person? They need Graham Linhen's name to leverage that, okay? Now, you know, and obviously husband and wife, whatever, you know, like... I'm not going to say that she thinks the exact same as her husband. And certainly if she does, she doesn't go about it in the way that he does, which is aggressive and horrible and, you know, malicious and just just mean spirited. OK. Um, and just to say, like. If you were going to leverage that person's name to get a show made because he arguably has more credits and would be able to do that. If you're going to do that, then just like I said, with animation, Dingle and Jam and stuff like this, you deserve that criticism as much as you deserve the cachet to be able to make the fucking show that you want. So you're not free just because you're not Graham Linehan. You are associated with him. You were using his uh, clout to get this thing made and that's it okay and that's what jam was doing okay and to say anything other is just just being wishy-washy and disingenuous and trying to obfuscate the fucking point okay so just one last thing i'm not going to name them because i'm not sure if they said it was okay to name them but um and i am not leaking anything i asked whether i could say this on the podcast but anybody out there please join um, oh yeah, here's another thing that you know, getting angry at a poster is so fucking should be beneath anybody. But here we are. Um, one of the things this person said: Why don't you be more proactive and less negative? Well, here's something you can do: join Irish Animation Workers page on Facebook. As long as you're not a fucking company stooge, and we will be investigating all these profiles before they come in. This is a safe community space where you can talk about stuff that's affecting you socially, financially politically anything like that we want to form a union and create something to just have a fucking voice in the industry so it doesn't become this laissez-faire thing of like you know hey that's the way it's always been you know what i mean like the company's obviously going to look after its own end yeah well fuck that the workers are going to look after theirs come on to irish animation workers so this was posted the jam media for clarification and it set off a few comments and one of them that really stuck out to me um not going to name them again don't know if they want to be named um if they do email me and i'll i'll fucking change it but they said this isn't even an apology the focus is on their own perceived besmirchment rather than a genuine attempt to reach out to the community actually hurt by their actions and that's exactly what it fucking is okay nothing has changed as far animation shingles still on we nearly have a venue sorted i'm very sorry that there's been a delay in details hopefully we can get that ball rolling in march quick 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 but there is something happening um as i say um i think if you're fucking engaged decent and you give a shit you know if you want to be a good ally let's put it that way either go to animation shingles or don't go to animation dingle i don't give a shit okay but either way clearly from the response that we got the only thing that these people respond to is when you start affecting their financial you know ends and don't go don't support them 
don't support somebody who's complicit in this because being complicit is like what's the fucking difference at the end of the day do you know it's like oh it's a show for girls who gives a shit it's like yeah but why does he get to tell that story why sorry i'm just getting bogged down in it again that's it that's it that's all i got i'm gonna fucking call it there you know the conversation that we have next is going to be a piece of cake after this me fucking yelling at you um for 20 minutes hopefully if i can edit it down um i gotta go all right cheers bye-bye freemusic.com hello and welcome to the hack inc podcast um god i really have to write these down the little puns that i come up with um god what okay this is good this pause is getting cut uh um oh god i had it i had it in my head um i don't know hack to the future i've probably already done that one or something you know or hack we're here to help or we're here to hack you or whatever anyway uh this is gareth lyons uh your host and i'm joined today by Eva martin uh trans uh rights activist uh, living in dublin I'm living outside Dublin, actually, living Ooh. in uh, outside Dundalk. So. Okay, right, right. I didn't know mm. that. There you go. You're you're one of the few non-animation guests we've had on the pod. <laughs> um, the other <laughs> one was. I feel I feel honoured. <laughs> yeah, you've joined the pantheon. You know. Yeah. Uh, um. So I guess the um, where are you from uh, originally? So I'm originally from from County Louth. Um, okay. So still still very much here. Um. I was born in Drogheda, mm. way back in the dark ages of um, the late sixties. So um, I sort of grew up in, a, in an Ireland that didn't have internet and yeah. was very much still ruled by the church and all of that sort of thing, you know. So it's always like this temptation to go, "Oh, it was a simpler time, a better time," yeah. and then you realise, "Oh no, yeah, yeah. oh god, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> far, no, 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 no." <laughs> um, so, um. Yeah, well, I guess, uh, you know, I'm kind of a bit awkward about this stuff just because, you know, uh, as I've said before, I'm kind of like this um, uh, another angry cis man on the Internet just saying his uh, unasked for opinions, you know, Um, but I one of a small handful, I'd say. Yeah, (laughs) Um, but you know, I guess I just wanted to ask you, you know, about your life and how you kind of came to be involved in the activism and how you kind of um, came to discover the person that you are, essentially. Oh, that's a very broad yeah. question. <laughs> so, um, okay, so I'll just sort of give you a sort of a, a potted history, I suppose. Sure. Um, I suppose I realized I was trans at a pretty young age, so I would have been about four or five, I think. Um, and at that age... You know, you don't have the vocabulary to describe it, so um, it, it's quite difficult. And I sort of had an inkling growing up um, that this was something that wasn't accepted or acceptable. Mm. Um, so I, I, you know, I sort of kept it to myself. I didn't tell anybody, um, and thought and hoped that I would grow out of it. Um, but you know, as the years progressed, as I went into my teenage years and early adulthood, it was obvious that something wasn't, you know, I wasn't just like everybody else. And there wasn't a lot of information around at the time. Like I said earlier, like there was no internet. So mm. getting information on trans people or seeing any sort of trans representation was very, very difficult. And um, any trans people I saw on television or in films, they were either victims of serial killers or were serial killers themselves. Yeah. You know, so there was no there was no such thing as positive representation. Um so I didn't come out as trans until my mid forties. Um I'd gone through a life changing event and mm. it caused me to stop and think, you know, you're sort of halfway through your life now, if not over halfway through your life. You know, is this how you want to continue or do you want to actually you know, do you want to be happy? Do you want to be yourself? So that was sort of the pivotal moment for me where I decided enough was enough that I wanted to live my life as who I really was. And I decided that I was going to um, come out as trans and begin transitioning. Mm. So it's been an ongoing journey. Um, I don't think there's ever a point where one can say that one has transitioned. Yeah. You know, I don't think there's, there's a past tense. It's constantly a journey. There's always something 
Um, like I've, I'll always have to take um, hormones for the rest of my life, mm. you know. So, you know, that will always be part of, of my journey. Um, I came out in the workplace, and my my workplace was very very supportive to me. Mm. Um, and I've been, you know, living as a woman the last four or five years now. I think you know. Yeah. So it's been really really. It's been an interesting journey. It's been a difficult journey, um, as most trans journeys are. But it's been um, extremely rewarding, and it's given me a voice where I never had a voice before. Mm. I think that's where the activism comes in. And um, I don't think I've, I've ever felt more comfortable in my skin as I do today. You that's know? great. So it's it's been really good for me. Yeah, I was reading. Um, you know, there's a uh, your articles on head stuff were very. You know, because for somebody who isn't kind of. <laughs> in on you know doesn't really have mm. that perspective it was great to kind of read these essentially like very personal diary entries that felt like <laughs> very, very more intimate than a lot of the thing the discussion around it you know like we were talking about twitter earlier but like the idea in twitter you get things in kind of dribs and drabs and there's no time to kind of sit in the thing and kind of take in the perspective you know so so yeah um that's it's it, you mentioned your article about uh the workplace and that's something that mm. i really wanted to talk about too because uh the uh, let me just scroll down on my notes um yeah like okay because so i guess the oh yeah so um recently something that kind of brought you onto my radar you know i kind of seen you on twitter and stuff like this before but it was kind of the um i don't remember the name of the event exactly but it was the projection onto the mm. yeah uh, what was that that was yeah. the that was part of the her, the her story yeah. um project so what happened was um there was a group of young uh young people called the sterlings project mm. um and they uh, they photographed um, a number of, of trans women, and as part of that project, um, our photos were projected onto the front of the National Museum here in in Dublin, and also on front of the GPO. So it was quite, you know, mm. it was it was quite impressive, I think. But I think that the thing that was interesting about that was that uh, before Christmas RTE sent out some sort of brief or mandate where they were looking for animation studios to contribute cartoons about like famous mm. women um, throughout you know Irish history so the first thing that I saw was that uh, there was a number of friends of mine and people you know colleagues and things like this or I don't know contemporaries within the animation industry who were like showing like oh here's this uh, projected you know, uh, our cartoon projected onto these buildings and it was like, oh, mm. that's cool. Like, and it's, you know, objectively cool. It's this very <laughs> impressive sight to see that. Um, and then, you know, you you posted and it was like a very positive thing. And then like about an hour or two later, as Twitter is wont to do, it suddenly became like, oh, no, <laughs> like, you know, this thing where you just open it up again. And it's like, and then the, the, the thing that... Um, like I might be going a bit all over the place, but I remember uh, it's that that um, there was something where John Ronson like tweeted out something which was to the effect of like it was a documentary about a trans person, and uh, I just wrote underneath it like um, countdown until you know who mm. appears in the comments, you know, <laughs> and sure enough, you know. But anyway, so so as soon as this happened, it was just like you know, yeah, log on, log off. I log back on i was like yep here he is you know <laughs> so yeah. um like the wicked witch is the whatever and he's just descending <laughs> uh, you know the mum's net flying monkeys onto the mm. you know <laughs> oh yeah that's him yeah so yeah 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 transgender critical man you know gen gender yeah. critical man you know say his name three times and he'll appear mm -hmm. you know? so yeah he just always turns up at these things doesn't he yeah so I don't want to talk about him too much because, like, no, say no, but it's, it's yeah. fine. You know, ask, ask away. You know, it's yeah. I think you know, um, like I, I don't know. Basically, uh, so back in, like, I believe December or something like that, I came across, or an, an article was brought to my attention for Kids Screen, whereby Jam was making a show with Graham Linehan, mm. 
and um you know and i've just obsessed over this article i've gotten so furious about it <laughs> just because like you know being chronically online you know what i mean um you just kind of you know but basically i was you know um I was reading it and, you know, well, Graeme Linehan and Helen Linehan, famous couple behind Motherland, as the article says, you know. Yeah, of course, Motherland, the thing we all know and love them for. Oh, yeah, that's um, my favorite <laughs> So anyway, I'm just pacing around my, um, you know, uh, house and I rang my sister. I was like, could you come on this over to my house and record a podcast? And she wasn't, she was busy. And then I rang my mother. I was like, mom, will you like... <laughs> They like talk of the podcast or whatever and then eventually i was just like you know my friend james was around i was like james come and we'll talk about this on the podcast i need to get this out there this is just drilling a hole in my brain you know and so i recorded it and sent it out there and then you know people were like you know that you've now just done a podcast with two cis men like complaining about this thing and it's like oh crap and you know it was kind of you know a response to the thing and that was driving me mad which was like the hypocrisy and kind of you know the equivocating and the silence and stuff like that and i'm trying to get it out there any way i can um but i i think that the the there was no kind of like it really kind of came into focus when it was the juxtaposition of like having this animation screening up there going all right you know women of ireland you know this is great and then the kind of this figure again descending you know <laughs> on to to attack yourself and it's kind yeah. of like you know like okay look come on we you're, you're not going to ignore the kind of parallels here and the things that are yeah. happening and the things that this industry is allowing to happen you know um so yeah anyway i went on a big rant there but essentially that was uh, my reason why i was like i was eager to get in touch with you and kind of talk about the issue you know uh, <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's 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 interesting because um, you know um, you know, I I'm not in in animation spaces mm. so I I can't really speak to that or or speak to the industry. Yeah, I can obviously speak about you know how I feel as a trans woman about Graham mm. Lennon and what his effect on people is. Um, like he's certainly a very very divisive figure. Um, and and I also need to I'm also aware that I need to be very careful about what I say oh, because. Yeah. Um, <laughs> We don't want any lawyers involved. He's a very litigious person. He's well. quite a litigious person, <laughs> from what I've seen. Um, it's, I think, what it boils down to is um, now again, I don't know the animation scene, mm. but to me, um, the silence is just indicative of a wider problem in society, and it's that we're okay with transphobia, basically. Yeah. You know, um, I've seen it myself on Twitter, um, not just from Lennon, but from other people. Yeah. Um, where you know they're quite happy to ignore your know, transphobia because it, it doesn't affect them directly. I mean, if Graham Lennon said about say black people what yeah. he says about trans people, yeah, um, he would have a lot less followers and might possibly even be banned off Twitter. You know, yeah. so to me, all that's telling me as a trans woman is that what he says is okay with a lot of yeah. people. You know, or or it's okay enough that the you know, they don't have to bother thinking about it. They don't mm. have to bother challenging it. And they're happy to still follow him. Um, like one of the rows I got into Twitter last weekend, and one of the reasons that I'm stepping away from it for a while is because um, I put out a tweet saying that I was just going to unfollow any any people that that I followed who were still following Graham Lennon, mm. you know, which I think is a perfectly reasonable thing for me to do. Because mm. um, I think by following, by following him, whether you admit it or not, you're you're tacitly supporting him you know yeah. you're giving him numbers you're boosting his profile and the algorithm um, the, you know like the algorithms yeah. that picked to pick that up as well yeah so so it just caused a storm like I, I was accused of telling people who they should and shouldn't follow i was mm. accused of bullying people and i said well no i'm not i haven't named anybody i haven't said you so and so should yeah. stop following real living all i said was that i would unfollow anybody who is following him. So it, it was sort of my red line in the sand. Mm. And the fact that people still follow him and, you know, the excuse is usually, oh, we just want to keep an eye on him. I yeah, mean, I, yeah. I just, you know, keep an eye on him, boy, you know. Yeah. If you're but then you're an admitting him, that yeah. he's relevant, you know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> also, if you keep an eye on him, why, you know, I don't see you challenging him. You know, why, yeah. are, you, why are you letting his, his hatred into your Twitter feed? You know, mm -hmm. because it is wall-to-wall -wall transphobia it is now yeah, it's not it's even just, it's, yeah yeah it's non-stop you know it's 
and, and you know I'll be the first to admit like when I, when I first joined Twitter he was one of the first people I started following yeah completely because you know he tweeted his stuff was funny he tweeted you know he was on the right side of my he was the same side of sort of politics that I was you know he was you know, left wing you know he lots of interesting you know you tweet about books he'd read all, all the sort of things that I was into and then mm. you know eventually he just <laughs> fell down this weird rabbit hole where he just seems to and he'll he'll deny it but yeah he just does not like trans women you know and I, I think it's weird as well because like you know there are like people who would kind of you know because you can see the progression we talked i talked about it in the previous one but about how like you know this kind of uh the example i used in the last in, in one of them or if i did i can't remember but either way somebody found this thing and it was like limmy had tweeted something where saying milo yiannopoulos is a transphobe and then graeme linhan had like retweeted it going like yeah bang on limmy and this was like 2011 mm. and then somebody put it next to one of his tweets from like present day which is just some abhorrent transphobia you know and um and they were like hypocrite much and i was like no that's not like hypocrisy that's like a mental degradation <laughs> like mm. something has happened that has traumatized this man and you can see like you know his involvement in like gamergate and all this type of stuff mm. like has just kind of eroded and also like but his his kind of the defenders that will be used in the irish media and also the uk media would be like, look, you know, he's just asking questions. Let's just get him on. And it's like, but that's because he presents one way in the media for like TV and stuff. And then on social media, he's this, he's his brain's been rotted by like Gamergate stuff to the point he's incredibly toxic and vindictive. And it's like his, his, you know, it's just unjustifiable the way that he approaches people, even if, you know, like you were to be generous and say that, you know, oh, his, maybe we need to hear hear him out the, mm. about his opinions you know um yeah. yeah i mean and he also has you know he's got a huge platform i mean he has yeah. about 600,000 followers um he's he gets on the media easily enough he was on newsnight last week bbc2 yeah that was he funny. was on yeah he was <laughs> on bbc radio 4 last night on the moral maze talking yeah. about trans women um and you know I sort of look at his Twitter feed sometimes like you're a growing man for Christ's sake yeah, all yeah. you do is sit there day after day after day tweeting transphobia I mm. mean don't you have other things to do in your life yeah you know he tweets more about trans issues than I do you know yeah. and I have a vested interest in it you know so it's 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 just so weird yeah it's, I mean I, I understand that people people's backs get up they don't like being told yeah. you know what to do on Twitter or how or how to use Twitter and you know, I certainly didn't do that. I just said that I wouldn't follow anybody who was following Gremlin and mm. I didn't name anybody, like I said, you know. Um and it just you know, and I, I did I, I mulled over this for quite a while before I made the announcement because you know, there were people following him that I actually liked. You mm. know, accounts that I liked, people that I would have had messaged personally. Um, you know, there were people you know, there were sort of journalists i can sort of understand journalists following following him i think that makes sort of sense mm. um and there are even some trans trans accounts following him and again that makes sense you know they're, they're you know and those people would follow him to see what he's saying and to challenge what he's saying but mm. i just had to draw a line and i i followed the journal i unfollowed the journalist accounts i unfollowed the trans accounts I just unfollowed everybody. It was just mm. a blanket unfollow for me, you know. So, and I'm glad I did. I have absolutely no regrets about doing it, mm. despite you know the amount of shit that got thrown at me for yeah. it. Like, um, I'm still glad I done it, you know, yeah, because yeah. I just I had to, you know, draw a line in the sand. Like I said, yeah, enough yeah. is enough, you know. Especially after what happened as well, it's kind of like <laughs> is is it not justifiable that you're like, look, you know. Uh, it's one thing if you know you're annoyed at me because I'm somebody who is not invested in it, but like the fact that you were like a target of this derision, it's kind of like yeah. you know, do I not have more right than anybody to you know? Um, yeah, I mean, and, and the strange thing is, um, you know, the weekend that Linhan sort of tweeted my photo out to his followers, you know, hmm. that was that was a tough weekend for me on Twitter, but last weekend where I just unfollowed people was it was actually tougher because. Right. I got more shit over that than anything else. You mm. know, it was I was center of a storm there for a while. And yeah. it was just it was pretty unpleasant, you know. So yeah. So I said enough is enough, you know. I'm yeah. just just not doing this anymore. And um 
And I didn't like how angry it made me and how yeah. hurt it made me as yeah. well, if I can say that. So no, yeah. I just said enough was enough. I need to I mean, walk away from this. That was you know? the thing. Like, um, and this is why I was kind of relating as well, because like, you know, the, the I mean, I've just been annoyed about the hypocrisy within animation for a long mm. time. But this one is just such a moral example do you know what i mean like usually yeah. it's like financial stuff it's like hey you know let's play ping pong and maybe stay a little later on the weekends or make up for the time it's all right you know or like mm. you know it's a oh hey pizza party but also like you know uh, don't leave until you finish your scenes but this one is like so kind of like you know just just such a moral abdication as well that it just really bothered me and you know so i but because I kind of like took to Twitter, like tweeting about some of this stuff, like the algorithm then goes, oh, you, you clearly like this because you just talk about it all the time. Mm. So all of a sudden I'm just getting, oh, this is what Gremlin did. And this is what like fucking Jam Media are yeah. tweeting about now. And it was driving me up the wall. Just the fact mm -hmm. that this type of that they have this kind of face where it's like, you know, um, you know the, the the kind of social media veneer of like all these kind of smiley faces and like hey who's your favorite you know hero from whatever avengers movie mm. and then doing some other you know being complicit in this stuff it was like maddening so like what would end up happening i was just realized like man i'm because i would just end up retweeting this stuff and then it's like to tweet about linehan is to become linehan you know what i mean like you end yeah. up just becoming like this yeah so even in that case of just getting that person out of your head and it's like you just feel so much clearer <laughs> yeah. yeah well that's it you know and, and the, the problem is that to the uninitiated a lot of what he says probably makes some sort of sense yeah you know if you can't if you don't see the um you know the don't read between the lines and don't see the methodology in his madness yeah you know, if you're, you know, if you're somebody who's completely naive about trans people and trans rights, yeah, you know, you're going to believe a lot of this shit because he talks about oh, safety for women and safety for children, Ugh. and who doesn't want that? Yeah, yeah, you know, you know, that's you know, nobody's saying that that mm. we don't want women to be safe and we don't want children to be safe, but you know, to conflate that with with trans women accessing you know women's spaces yeah. is just ridiculous, you know. Mm. But people are going to believe that all they hear is. Oh, a predator will dress up in a dress and go in yeah. and use the women's bathroom, you know, yeah. which is total bullshit, you know. Yeah. Like all a predator has to do is prone a, you know, yeah, exactly. a, jan a janitor's bib and walk in and say, I'm the janitor, <laughs> you know. It's yeah, not, yeah. Nobody's going to use self-ID to attack women, you know. Yeah, yeah. No, completely. The thing that I believe allows people to kind of turn a blind eye to this kind of collaboration, you know. So I, I've kind of gotten... Um, some correspondence from people that are kind of they'll say things like you know oh maybe they just needed to do it for this money you know this is one of the, some of the things and then mm. one of them is like oh actually it's not really a real collaboration it was an ip that was bought you know mm. and then you're just kind of like it like it's a distinction without a difference as far as i'm concerned you know what i mean and it's this weird equivocating which happens because um trans stuff is seen as like a boutique issue it's you know and you can see it in like american politics they do the type of thing like look we need to figure out like uh, you know healthcare or you know war or real mm. stuff before you know and get rid of this idea that like oh bathrooms and all this agenda is like it's that thing that kind of allows people to kind of compartmentalize working on a project like that or kind of say oh it's not really you know the it's not really what you think it is. It's actually this thing. But it's at the end of the day, like if the show is being made with an idea that was generated by him, you know, like what's like, why does he deserve? Why does he deserve to tell that story or, you know, um, yeah. what's his investment? And like and it's it's kind of like it is a, a dog whistle type thing. It's kind of like, you know, I, I've had other people say as well, like, you know, Oh, it's just a show for girls. You know what I mean? There's like obviously there's not going to include any of like his online persona and his transphobia and stuff like this. But like, why is he making it? Why does he get to make that story? Like, and um, yeah, I guess yeah, I yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of getting bogged yeah. down well, in it, it now. <laughs> it's because no, no, it's it's yeah, it's because you know, like I said before, transphobia is acceptable. You mm. know, in most in most places, even most people who are tolerant and liberal 
yeah. are are okay with transphobia, and you know, and pe- people have their red lines in the sand, and you know, they'll they'll go and see the latest Mel Gibson movie because <laughs> hey, we don't we don't care if he's an anti semite and mm. he you know and he's abusive, or they'll go and see a, a Johnny Depp movie, yeah. or they'll they'll listen to records by Gary Glitter, maybe, or I mean, yeah, that's yeah. probably a bit of an extreme example, but <laughs> but you know, it's yeah. at what point do you separate? The art from the you know yeah. the art and the artists from from their what they did and what they did and they do in real life yeah. you know so everybody has their own sort of moral compass and I think when it doesn't affect them directly or doesn't affect people that they love mm. or people close to them they just they're happy to turn a blind eye to it you know mm. so I think part of it is human nature but you know we still need to make a stand you know we have yeah. to say enough is enough that you know at what point do we say no? Yeah. You know, at what point are we going to say, right, we're not going to give our money to this? Like, you know, I'm not going yeah. to go and see this film or give give my money to this because this person ha- has been abusive, you know? Mm. So, but if you look at, you know, things that have happened over, you know, the, with the whole Me Too movement mm. and the, the, the Wake Up Irish poetry uh, thing that's going on at the moment, um, you know, men get away with it all the time. Mm. And women get crucified. You look what happened to Caroline Flack. You know, um, women are punished much more than men are. And, you know, men are always able to redeem themselves somehow. But, you know, women women are punished and blamed. And Mm. it's just, it's the way society is. But we shouldn't have to take it. And we should be able to to stand up to it, you know. And we should expect better of ourselves. And Mm. I'm as guilty of this as anybody. And we should expect better of others. I guess uh, the other thing as well is that there's like an argument made that like, well, this isn't the only show that they're making or the only show that they're developing. Mm. And, you know, the it also there's more of a live action component than an animation component, you know. Um, And, you know, there are like people who are, um, you know, who might be affected by um, the issues that Graham Linehan chooses Mm. to kind of... um, espouse or whatever you know the the opinions that he chooses to espouse but then like they're kind of in a bind because of you know maybe they're working on some other show but and they need the money and um like this was a kind of it it reminded me of a thing um uh, when john lasseter i'm not i'm not sure if you're familiar yeah like yeah so he the former head of pixar animation who was kind of you know hugging people inappropriately and being yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's other mm. shit as well i mean that the hugging becomes mm. a thing but like you know there's there like of course there was only like men directing stuff and being involved in the creative process and the same mm. fucking men again and again like it's you know it's easy to point at the one thing and kind of go oh you guys are blowing it out of proportion like that he's just hugging people or whatever it's like no there's other shit involved in it mm-hmm. but either way like what was his redemption it's like you know six or seven months and you know kind of just keeping out of the public eye and then he gets hired to be like head of animation at skydance you know mm. so they kind of had like a um they got all the employees together in some room and kind of got them to have an air clear, you know, with the new bosses mm. and as if like, OK, well, what what the fuck are these people going to say? Because <laughs> otherwise they'll just be out in the rear. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, um, exactly. But this woman said this. She just goes like, you know, you made the decision. I had no control over it. And now I have to deal with the ramifications of it. And, mm. and it's not like I endorse anything. And also not like I'm even working on the same projects and just all these other things. And it, it kind of creates this you know the the responsibility is on the affected party to just kind of fucking deal with it you know mm. and um you know it's a tough one to kind of parse like when people are just really broke and need the money and you know they're you know they're you know i don't know like let's say you know you got like you know somebody who sells nike shoes but you know it doesn't necessarily mean they're complicit in you know mm. child slavery or whatever um but I, I just yeah exactly as you say i don't know where you draw the line i mean i know where i draw the line personally mm. but um i think when people feel that you know you're saying like oh jam sucks or whatever and then they just go like you're coming at me you're saying this about me and then they get angry <laughs> it's kind of like you know um yeah i don't know i guess there's something to investigate there almost you know yeah i mean it, it's it's an interesting it's, it's a moral dilemma i mm. mean everything is political so you know yeah what, what 
what we decide to do on a day-to-day basis you know has uh, ramifications it has effects you know, the products we buy the things we do the the cars we drive yeah. the you know the fuel we use everything has you know ramifications down the line and while it, it might not affect you directly or the next person you know somewhere down that line someone is going to be embroiled in a heap of shit because of decisions that we have made you know mm. so um it's yeah it's it's very personal you know you know we can recycle all we want we can do mm. all do the bits we but we have to do what what helps clear our own consciences yeah think, you know sure. and that's that's very personal to everybody you know so it's um, I can't tell people what to do, which is why I wouldn't tell people to unfollow Lenin. That's entirely up to them. But mm. I, I know what I can do for myself and for mm-hmm. my own yeah. um, benefit. And that's what I did. And, you know, I think beyond that, I just, you know, people will do their own thing and what they'll do whatever makes them happy and whatever their, their conscience allows them to do, you mm. know. And what would you say to, like, kind of people who might say... Um, like I was saying earlier that look it's just a show for girls you know like you know who cares it obviously none of the stuff that he says is going to go into it you know what I mean mm. um like what's what's the difference what his involvement is minimal etc you know well I would say what about the trans girls out there you know what about mm. somebody some trans girl who watches that show and then just sees what Lennon is is saying about them online you know yeah. I mean doesn't anybody think of them Surely, surely they should have a voice as well, you know. And they're entitled to watch a show for girls that isn't being made by a transphobe, you know. Mm. So it's yeah, it's just just one of those things, you know. That um, you know, and you know, he has said that he's he's not being hard for a lot of stuff. He's lost money because of his transphobia. I'm going, yeah, well, fine. You know, you're the one sitting online, not a computer. Mm. you know 24 7 tweeting this shit you know so if you have a problem with that you could just you know stop maybe you know but but you know he's you know he's sort of deemed himself sort of king of the lesbians protector of women and Mm. that's it you know so you know it's it's his own fault um but i can understand why people would would have qualms about it i can understand why um yeah. Okay. It's it's. I don't want to say just a show for girls. It's a mm-hmm. show for girls, which is great because there aren't enough shows for girls. Mm-hmm. But, but as you say, why him? <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's plenty of other wonderfully talented people out there who could make a show just as good, or if not even better. Mm. And I guess the other thing as well, like the the reason your workplace article stuck out to me so much is because you know I, I mentioned it before we started recording that like. Very often, I believe that people in animation kind of forget that what we are is workers at the end of the day. Mm. You know, you'll see some studios and I like I don't know if this is a genuine description for one. So if somebody finds it and goes, oh, you were calling out this studio. I was not. I don't know what. But like people, you know, we're like the dream makers. We make, Mm. you know, dreams come true or, you know, and there's like this kind of, you know, air of kind of like, look, you know, we were just a bunch of people on this little island and we managed to go out and conquer this international yeah. industry and make these cartoons and tell these stories and kind of include all these people and create people's childhoods you know yeah. and you're just kind of like you know it, it all is kind of used to you know basically get graduates to work for far less money than they should be getting and um and also far more time than they should be spending on it and um you know I guess that yeah like the, the the thing that always gets removed then is like I don't know I guess I'm having such trouble articulating it because it's it's kind of like this weird you know double argument where it's always about like dreams and whatever and all this type of stuff when you're meant to try and convince people to work for less money but then when you're trying to get money all of a sudden the argument is well you know we need money do you know what I mean mm-hmm. so who cares if it's like a a transphobe necessarily like the you know the show isn't going to be different it's not going to necessarily be benefiting from his input you know and blah 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 I mean it is because by extension it's got his name attached to it so that has to help internally mm-hmm. somehow you know um even if you're not going to put it out publicly but um yeah i guess the the, the thing that i wanted to I, I thought was amazing about your article is like you know uh, an industry that you think would be sensitive to these problems like animation 
is somehow more intolerant than like the the company you're working for, Mastercard. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like mm. where it's, you know, you you kind of uh, it said in your article that you know you you came into HR and you, you know you told uh, told them you know what was happening and and uh, they were supportive and kind of tried to accommodate you and people were the same way and um, I guess like yeah, is there ways that the animation community could kind of rally around the cause more you know yeah well i suppose they could be a bit more vocal about it i mean mm. it's not just you know as i said you know, you know what about the trans girls watching that show but mm. what about the trans employees for that company you know um mm. there could be trans trans people in that company um they may not even be out yet so mm. just because there are no out trans people in your company does not mean there are no trans people in your company so you know it, it sends a message you know <clears throat> it sends and it's not a very positive message either you know mm. um i certainly you know from my own standpoint i certainly wouldn't watch anything that that was involved with him i can't mm. i can't and don't watch father ted anymore i don't mm. watch any any of his stuff um and you know people might think that's a bit churlish of me but that's that's just the way it is you know mm. i just want nothing to do with that man you know um i didn't watch prime time when he was on rte last year oh, yeah, um on. and i'm not you know i'm just i want nothing to do with him or 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 what he tweets about you know so i think you know i think we, we, we people need to take a stand you know yeah. and say look this is not acceptable you know like I, like i said already if he said the same thing about black people or jewish people or any other minority that he says about trans people mm. you know people will be up in arms about it but it, like, somehow it's acceptable like he says all that stuff online but then it's like within the things of this project it's kind of like people kind of have this plausible deniability like i keep bringing mm. up again where they can just say like oh it's not actually about that and who he is on twitter doesn't necessarily affect this product and his name's not blah blah blah, blah. Mm. but then like um if anybody like let's say okay he's making an animated version of father ted and he goes to this mm. place and you'd be like oh, okay well not great don't like it i personally wouldn't support him but there'd be more of a case to be like you know like what's your what's your problem exactly are you trying to say that like he can't make anything ever again i mean i would argue maybe not but anyway mm. the the um the 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 thing that happens is like okay let's take you know any other sort of uh historically oppressed minority or or group of people and you know this person has been as vocal and contemptuous towards them and then they come out with a show about like oh, i don't know like the the like a jewish child or you know what i mean mm. or like a you know whatever you know any example really and nobody would be like equivocating and being like look it's not actually what it really is you know what i mean it's i know mm. it looks one way it but it actually you know we have to think about it in these terms and actually isn't it great that we have a show for little girls etc it's like no this is mm. yeah anyway. um yeah no it's it's problematic and i know people will say oh it's just a show it's just a kids show and it's just it's for girls and blah blah yeah. blah 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 but but no but but where, where do you draw the line yeah you know? and also like if it's just anything then why do it at all it's kind of this <laughs> weird thing people always do this kind of thing like you know Oh, it means nothing. And then you're kind of, all right, well, then don't make it. And I was like, okay, well, you know, you can't tell me not to make it, you know? <laughs> like, okay, yeah. right. Um, yeah, I guess that the the latest, you know, one of the biggest, my biggest pet peeves as well is, um, and I mentioned it on the previous one, is like their association with Jam Organized Animation Dingle, which is a big festival that takes place down in dingle where else yeah. and you know they i went down there one year i didn't pay for a ticket because they're like 450 euro to go down for a weekend you know and to dingle <laughs> like there are animation festivals that are in like france and like madrid or whatever i don't know if madrid but either way like you know to pay that amount of money to go down to Dingle is just like dingle's lovely but i wouldn't pay 450 quid for the pleasure of you know hanging out with people that I could hang out with up in Dublin or yeah, you know, yeah, even in yeah. somewhere <laughs> way closer, you know? Um, so, and, you know, uh, I, I mentioned it before, it was like, it's kind of, it's, it's held in this fairly, like, 
no disrespect to the people who work there or the owners and proprietors but it's a fairly grimy looking hotel you know and because mm. there isn't like necessarily the facilities or infrastructure to house the amount of people that go down for a festival in Dingle it's just a kind of like you know place that appeals to you know the Americans that they want to court and invite over from DreamWorks um, but anyhow um, yeah um, I think that going down there was just like the whole festival anyway is is kind of the the pinnacle of hypocrisy you know where you have these awards where people are you know um i don't know you know they basically it's kind of you know peter given paul an mm. award do you know what i mean and it's 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 oh, yeah, not yeah. necessary and the, the money and that's going into it is kind of it's not reflected in what you get when you go down there mm. and people are kind of copping to it but then it becomes a self-fulfilling thing where it becomes like oh well if everybody's going i have to go you know yeah. and so yeah. you know there's been a call to kind of boycott the festival because of jams association with it, a call by me and several oh. others um obviously we're now we're organizing an event animation shingles that goes the same weekend and is in dublin more on that later but um the um yeah what was my whole point about this yeah sorry the most recent development is that you know um they announced this morning that a uh, blind boy was going to be interviewing somebody for a podcast down there do you know mm. and i was like oh my like it was one of those like kind of man he must not know because that would have to just a real gut punch moment you know <laughs> like i'm not saying i'm like all up on blind boy all the time but i felt like he would be a bit better than that and then just a morning of like put out a tweet and just said something like he must not know i have to believe that you know and um yeah within a few hours like they had removed the post and i believe now that he's he's now he's been alerted he's no longer doing the event you know Oh, so that's yeah yeah and it's stuff like that it's like you yeah know, that's all i should like, yeah exactly yeah. and it's for yeah. the past few months people have kind of been saying like to me and you know and privately or at these functions and whatever it's kind of like look you know i don't want to go but i have to go for work or for this that and the other and like oh unfortunately you know you know you need to get a job so you need to be here and it's like you know i'm also i also did stand-up comedy for a while and mm. and there was you know some horrible promoters and people involved yeah. in stuff you know <laughs> i can't say for you know mm. legal purposes but legal reasons but um but it was that same thing where people would just be kind of like going you know i'd lose a bit of money off of this and you know and it's kind of as my as james who was on the previous podcast james moran pointed out it's like that's the sacrifice you make do you know what I mean? it's like <laughs> they keep kind of saying it as if it's like you know oh it would make my life more difficult though and it's like well that's the decision you make you can't yeah. be mad if then if people are mad at you for not wanting to do that it's like you've made your bed now you kind of lie in it you know and and just yeah it was a great thing to see blind boy like just go oh no uh no not doing that like because they clearly are paying a mint to any like comedian who'd head down there do you know well. um and I, I have no doubt that like he's kind of this figure they brought on side to get like you know the to court the youths uh but um especially in the wake of what's happening i mean i uh, maybe that's complete you know speculation mm. but, but either way um just to have somebody who just finds it out or goes oh okay not doing that anymore and it's like it is that easy <laughs> yeah. it is yeah no it is i mean you know yeah because you know some people just <clears throat> they don't want to be complicit in it you know even however however far removed you are from it mm. um uh, you know it's interesting that blind boy did that i'm i'm yeah i'm quite pleasantly surprised mm. um in, in a good way i think that that's it's it shows allyship it shows a little bit of leadership as well yeah um and you know i okay and it's easy for me to sit here in my sort of ivory tower because because I, I have a job of a regular yes. income yeah. and all of that sort of thing and I say you shouldn't do this you shouldn't do that mm. and um but <clears throat> i'd like to think that i wouldn't do it as well if you know um yeah. if i was involved in the industry yeah um and but you know, I think each of us, like I said before, each of us have a, have our own sort of personal lines, and yeah. you know, it depends on on which side of that line we want to stand on, you know, um, and where we go with that. 
And I, I think it's also people's <coughs> view of the industry. Do you know what I mean? Because there's a kind of like the, the family component that's used to kind of exploit so many people. Um, you can kind of get it into your head. It's 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 almost like I'd hate to compare it to this. Maybe this is a bit of a bad one, but like some sort of abusive relationship where it's like you just kind of are in denial. It's like, you know, look, I know it looks bad, but it's actually not that bad. And, you know, like here, it's only one project and I just grid my teeth and bear it and head on. And it's like, but yeah, I, to me, like this is a line in the sand moment. We've said it a million times throughout, but it's kind of like you just have to say here and no further. Like, you know, we we gave the ground on money and time and everything like this. And you can't just budge any further when it comes to like people's actual lives. you know. Mm. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, this was a great conversation. It was very like, you know, I kind of feel it's, you know, what happens on like social media and stuff like this. You kind of have this thing where it's like, I really have to be careful and talk in certain ways and whatever. And it, it makes it you feel like it will be difficult to have a discussion. But it was great to just hash the stuff out a little bit and talk to somebody, you know, and, and uh yeah, because sometimes it's not always easy to sort of formulate your thoughts around these things because mm. it's not, you know, it's, you know, life isn't black and white, so it's always, yeah. there's always shades of grey. And, you know, I think sort of the message that we've been sort of repeating on this is mm. that, you know, everybody has their own sort of line in the sand and mm. their own sort of moral compass. And, you know, who you are depends on what you do with that, you know. And, you know, would you really want this man working? for you and making programs yeah. considering what, what he says about trans people and including trans kids yeah. let's be honest here it's not just that's it you know it's not just trans adults he talks about he talks about trans kids as well mm. you know so um yeah um i think we all you know I think we all need to think about that a little bit you know and you know and if you consider yourself an ally really just step back and listen and just think am i really an ally you know mm. is this is this who I want to be? You know, is this how I support my trans friends and my trans siblings? So, okay, so we're going a bit more into a lighthearted territory now. Okay. But uh, the, <laughs> the section we kind of finish up the pod with is uh, Whistle While You Work. Um, so, any podcasts or any kind of songs or stuff that you listen to? Oh, that's a good question. So, um, I don't listen to a huge amount of podcasts. I do the odd one. You know, I do like some fun podcasts. So I, I like the sort of Mark Carmode stuff. Okay, yeah. I listen to him quite a bit. Um, also, there was a book podcast I used to listen to now. And it's it's they've stopped for a while. I'm trying to remember the name of it, and it's gone out of my head. Um, I know that Andy Miller was involved in it. He's a writer. Um, I can't think of it. What's it called? Um. Hold on, I have my phone here in front of me. One second. Sure. I can surely see it on my phone. Yeah, it's called a Backlisted. Oh, cool. Say Blacklisted or Backlisted? Backlisted, B-A-C-K. And it's a really interesting book podcast where they they pick a, a book that's been sort of, you know, out of the public radar for quite a while and they'll they'll discuss it and they'll discuss it in depth and it's really 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 interesting and as for music I tend to sort of when I'm working just gravitate towards classical music just because I find it very soothing mm. and I can just play in the background there so um, something like Mozart's Requiem maybe sometimes because I think that's a beautiful piece of music um, but pretty much you know when I'm working anything classical cool um yeah i'm just checking my own thing i often like i kind of do this every episode so i like quickly mm. ran out of podcasts a long time ago um <laughs> i did hear I, there was a good one and it's just very in-depth and i don't listen to every episode of it because they, but uh, i found this podcast recently called know your enemy and um it's a politics oh. one but it's a it's done by Sam Adler Bell and some other guy, but uh, I can't remember his name. Matthew Sidman. Sam Adler Bell is like a writer for Jacobin and stuff, and they have this kind of grim, Irish, yeah. grim fascination with uh, conservative, with kind of conservatives in general. So the they. Oh yeah, I definitely know your enemy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's it, and they kind of do like episodes about like. Um, <laughs> 
you know, I, the, the reason it's sometimes a little difficult to listen to is because they can be sometimes a little too, you know, adoring, I guess, of these right wingers. Mm. And it's not like they're they don't agree with their politics at all. But it's they have this kind of, you know, uh, they remember the days of like William Buckley and like, you know, with talking it out with, mm. you know, all these conservative pundits and whatever. <laughs> and so they kind of adore that idea of like, you know, the James Baldwin and William Buckley in a room together, do you know? Mm. And um, oh, yeah, 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 so yeah. it is like they they had a guy on there recently who I just like. Uh, I don't like at all. I couldn't listen to the episode, but they did a whole one on God. What was his name? Um, oh, he's he's very yeah. Do you know I, I, his dad? Uh, the anyway, there's a there's a guy called Podoritz. I can't remember his first name, but he was like a right wing intellectual back in like the sixties and seventies, mm. I believe. And uh, they just do this kind of deep dive into his life, and wouldn't you know? Um, a lot of kind of his more right-wing and conservative uh, notions came from just being, um, you know, looked down upon by uh, these kind of bourgeois elites and stuff like this. And he came from like a very <laughs> poor background. And so he kind of was like, oh, I pulled myself up by my own bootstraps. But then he got rejected by the elites who would have him. So now it's kind of like, you know, he's anyway, it's a very interesting thing about just the grievance culture that kind of led to him becoming um you know this pundit uh, you know um mm. anyway i don't know how i'm getting i'm kind of trailing off now but <laughs> essentially it's a very interesting podcast to kind of like as the title suggests know your enemy to kind of you know you can kind of you know forget like like i just presume like i don't know why you think that way how you could possibly believe this stuff you know <laughs> but uh here and then kind of yeah. dissect the mindset is very interesting yeah, yeah, um, no, that sort of stuff is sort of anathema to me because yeah. I, I don't understand how people can be like that. Exactly. You know? Whereas, yeah. you know, my, my, my mindset is always, you know, why can't we make things better? Why yeah, can't we, exactly. you know, we want to improve Ireland for people coming after us. You yeah, know, that's, yeah. that's what we should be doing, you know, so. There's such an anger yeah. there and it's kind of, it's yeah, just bizarre. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, yeah it's so, so, so bizarre, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, so the other one, the other podcast I really enjoyed was the West Cork one. I know everybody probably listened oh, to that. I haven't heard that. that. Oh, yeah. It's it's only available on Audible, mm. I think. But it's about um, oh, what's his name? The guy uh, Ian Bailey and the Sophie Tuscan de Plantier murder. Mm. Okay. Um, but it goes into real depth and it's fascinating. Mm. And you'll come out of it with lots of opinions. It's really well <laughs> listening to. <laughs> um. uh, as someone said, he's a professional murder suspect. <laughs> um. And yeah, I guess the song that I have uh, I'd suggest is um, what is it? I was going through a real binge. They might be giants were like one of my favorite bands mm. when well, I mean still one of my favorite bands. But mm. like I go in and out of phases of them, and especially because like um, yeah, I don't know if I I like their later output as much as I like their earlier stuff. But uh, I heard from their new one. I I liked. Oh, was it here? Um. Push back the hands, which I thought was very funny. Oh, okay. um, so anyway, that was a good one. Um, yeah. So now we just move on to the plugs. So um, where can people find you if you want to be found? Um, I'm on Twitter at Efa Martin. So it's M R T N. So A O I F E M R T N. Um, I'm on Instagram on the same handle. And I think that's pretty much it for my social media. I don't really do a lot of it otherwise. Yeah. Um, but I'm sort of keeping away from Twitter at the moment. But I'll be around. I'll be checking it now and then. Um, we're on Twitter ourselves at We Are Hack Inc. And uh, we're on at we're at We Are Hack Inc. on most things. And then we're at www.wearehackinc.com. SoundCloud is just Hack Inc. But you're probably listening to well, many people might listen on Spotify. Um, but the uh, other thing, an upcoming event, I mentioned it earlier, Animation Shingles happening on, let me pull up the date. I can't believe I didn't write this in. Uh, the only way I know the date is that it's the same weekend as Animation Dingle. <laughs> so I just go onto the Animation Dingle website because that's quicker. And uh, March 20th and 21st, now still finalizing a location. Maybe by the time this podcast is edited and out, which I'm hoping will be next week, I'll have a... Um, more firm thing of what's happening um 
what we're going to do for sure so there'll be I think it's Friday and Saturday so the Friday night we're looking to do a workshop where we kind of put together a little film um, that'll just be some crack and we'll all hang out and then or some that's what sorry I just remembered the pun that I was going to say at the start I was going to say um, what's the hack like what's the crack uh, I just can edit it in. Oh dear, grown. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, pretty bad. Um, so then, so that was what we were doing then, and then on the Saturday night, um, all going to plan, we will find a place. Oh, it's an hour. Uh, we will find a place to screen uh, uh, Joni Phillips' forty-minute film with the title that is just too long to remember. Um, good lord it's still it's still too long like to read even let's say the final exit of the disciples of essentia um so that will be screened we're looking forward to screening that we'll probably get some more films and uh yeah even if uh nothing really if we can't get like a venue um like to do all this stuff we're still going to organize to meet up somewhere like a pub or anywhere it's something that's just going to happen um like uh be like blind boy take a stand damn it you know <laughs> you don't have to go you don't have to go um uh, it's not a requisite and like it is an acceptable form of protest i mean you know if you can't stomach quitting your job you can at least boycott the festival you know um so yeah that's basically what i have to say about that i think oh yeah and uh the yes so the proceeds from animation shingles will be going to transgender equality network ireland um and yeah that's basically it that's all i have to say um thanks very much for coming on the podcast i really appreciate it my pleasure thanks for having me